Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. everyone, welcome to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from downtown Cleveland's Progressive Field. Great weekend of baseball going on here with the Oakland Athletics in town. Day baseball on Saturday afternoon, a 4-10 first pitch. And Sunday, a morning game. It starts at 11.35 on Sunday morning to round out the series and the homestand. I'll look back at the week in review and what a week it has been once the rain moved out. That forced another postponement on Monday night with Texas in town to open a homestand, the ninth postponement on the season. But it was made up as part of a doubleheader on Tuesday against Texas. And in game one, a solid effort for the Tribe all around as we begin in the third inning. The game was tied at one. Owen Miller batting with a couple of men aboard. Swung on, line drive, base hit into left field. That'll score Straw. Rosario coming home. Walker's throw to the plate. Head first slide, safe at the plate. Going to second on the throw is Owen Miller. And Cleveland has a 3-1 lead, and Owen Miller comes through again. Next man up was Josh Naylor. A swing and a line drive, base hit to right, near the line. That'll score Miller. Ball cut off in front of the track by Calhoun. Going to second with a stand-up double is Josh Naylor. And Cleveland has scored three this inning, and they now lead it 4-1. And Naylor is now hitting over 500 with men in scoring position. On the mound, Cal Quantrill was solid as usual, and so was the defense behind him. The pitch swung on. That's a gapper toward the right center. On the run of Straw. He slides and made the catch. He's done it again. Tagging and going to third is Cole Calhoun. Scampering back to first is Sam Huff. And would look to be a gapper in right center. Well, Miles Straw just outruns the line drive again and went to a slide in right center to make another tremendous catch. 
Now the 1-1 pitch from Quantro. Swung on a broken band roller to short. Rosario to second one. Relay to first. They got him. And so a 6-4-3 twin killer. And Cal Quantro gets out of the inning unscathed with a mammoth assist from Miles Straw. Texas got back into it with a pair of solo home runs in the top half of the seventh, but then Eli Morgan shut down the Rangers in the eighth inning with Emmanuel Classe on for the save in the ninth. Now the next offering, and Garver swings and misses. Ball game. And game one belongs to the Guardians as they get strong pitching from Cal Quantrill, and they ride a four-run third inning. To three win over Texas here in the opener of this doubleheader. Game two, same score, different result. Texas won that one by a score of six to three. So a split of the doubleheader, and that sent us to Wednesday's series finale. Another wacky weather day in downtown Cleveland. 15 minutes late getting started, and more rain was on the way. But on the mound, Shane Bieber wasn't phased one bit. Now the one-two pitch. Waved at. He struck him out on a slider away. And Shane Beaver with an 11-pitch first inning gets a couple of strikeouts in the process. The Rangers go in order, and the Guardians are coming to bat. In the bottom of the second inning, the Guardians got on the board with the hot-hitting Andres Jimenez at the plate. The pitch. Swung and ripped toward the gap in deep right center. Eli Martin finally can't get one. Takes a bounce. Jumps up against the wall. And in to score is Naylor. In to second with an RBI double is Andres Jimenez. Austin Hedges drove in Jimenez to make it 2-0. And then in the third, Jose Ramirez added to his RBI total. The 1-0. Swung in and ripped into deep right center field. It'll one-hop the wall. Extra bases for Ramirez in to score a straw. Here comes Rosario. Throw, tag, out at the plate is Ahmed Rosario. Ramirez going to third. So it'll be an RBI double with Ramirez going to third on the throw to the plate. Rosario tried to score from first and was out at the plate. So give Jose Ramirez his 13th double and 54th RBI. Josh Naylor followed with another big base hit. Here's the 0-1 with the infield in, a shift to the right. And Naylor with a looping liner, base hit center field, 4-0 Cleveland. Ramirez will trot home, and Naylor a two-hit game, and he has RBI number 29. So things were looking up for the Guardians, but down in terms of the weather forecast. They went to the fifth inning, and uh, the Guardians were still on top 4-0, but the rain had started to fall with Shane Bieber just two outs away from making it an official game. But once again, Mother Nature prevailed. It's a race against the elements right now. Bieber delivers. And there's a swing and a line drive to left. Deep. Back on it is Quan. He'll have to play it on one hop off the fence. On his way to second. Holding there is Garcia. That's all he gets. On a single off the left field wall off the bat of Lowe. Who doesn't seem all that pleased. And now here comes the tarp. So the umpire said that's enough. At 8.28 we will go into a delay. 
two outs away from it being an official ball game if Texas did not come back to tie it or take the lead. And Bieber is red hot as he heads back down underneath the tunnel. The delay lasted nearly two hours, so Bieber's night was done. And when play resumed, Eli Morgan got the call to pick up where Bieber left off with two men on and one out in the fifth. And now Morgan will try and nail things down here in the top half of the fifth inning. Pickoff play at second, and they have Garcia way off the bag, and they got him. Well, you wonder how long that was being planned by Eli Morgan and Andre Jimenez, the second baseman, and Garcia was asleep at the wheel. He wasn't even close to getting back. Spun his wheels trying to get back, and he is picked off at second base. What a play by Morgan. And then Morgan went on to some more tremendous relief, followed up by Angel De Los Santos and Brian Shaw. They kept the Rangers off the board, and in the ninth, Emmanuel Classe finished up the shutout. The 0-1 pitch. Swung on, chopper by the mound. The second baseman charges. Jimenez gloves, throws, ball game. And so Cleveland is back to 500, and they take the series against the Texas Rangers, and it's the second shutout of the campaign for this pitching staff. And this Cleveland pitching staff, now over the last three weeks, covering 21 games, has become one of the best pitching staffs in baseball with an ERA of under 2.8. Four nothing. Cleveland a winner tonight over the Texas Rangers. So a series win against Texas. On came Oakland to town to start a new series on Thursday night. And the Athletics took the lead on a two-run home run by Christian Bethancourt in the second inning. But the Guardians came back in the fourth, starting with Jose Ramirez. Guardians trailing 2-0 as Jose Ramirez will lead things off. Bounced into a fielder's choice first time up. James Caprillian, the right-hander, delivers, and it's launched. High and deep to right. Home run, Jose Ramirez. The Guardians are on the board on home run number 15 from Jose Ramirez. And then it was Josh Naylor's turn. Here's the 0-1. Swung on, and there's a high fly ball to right center. This one's hit well. Way back there. Home run, Naylor. Back-to-back home runs in this game is tied at two. Naylor with home run number seven on the season. Oakland, though, regained the lead with two runs in the sixth, but once again it didn't last as in the bottom of the sixth, Oscar Gonzalez pulled the Guardians to within a run. The pitch swung on, banged on the right, that's a base hit. Laureano's up with it. He'll throw toward the plate. Quan scores sliding. It's a one-run game. And he's come through again. Oscar Gonzalez with a three-hit game. Another opposite field single. This one to right. And it's a 4-3 to three ball game. As Gonzalez with his sixth RBI. In the seventh, Stephen Kwan continued to heat up at the plate. Now the pitch. Swung on a shot up the middle. Base hit center field. Here comes Maley. Here comes Pache's throw to third. And it's high. Diving into third safely. Is Straw and Maley scores the tying run. And Quan to second on the throw to third. Stephen Quan is back, folks. This is the guy we saw in April. 
Oscar Gonzalez and Owen Miller singled to begin the bottom of the eighth inning. And then Andres Jimenez put the Guardians on top. Swung on a little looping liner. Base hit into left field. Mercado around third. He will score the go-ahead run. And Andres Jimenez batting 432 with men in scoring position comes through again. And then Richie Palacios got the call as a pinch hitter in a key spot. Here's the 1-2 delivery. Swung on, line to left, down the line. Fair ball! It'll roll to the corner. Jimenez will score. Clement flying around third will score. Palacios with a pinch hit two-run double. And Cleveland blows it open. So a nice comeback win on Thursday night, but that paled in comparison to Friday night's game against Oakland for the Guardians as they pulled another one out of the hat. Things did not look good most of the night. Oakland got solo home runs in the first and second innings to take a 2-0 lead, and that stood until the ninth inning. But as always, the Guardians, well, they would do more on this night than just bring the tying run to the plate. That's been a trademark. In the bottom of the ninth, it was Jose Ramirez leading things off. Shift employed to the right. Ramirez, two doubles to left. The pitch, and he drives one to deep right center. There she goes! It's a one-run game. Jose Ramirez with his 16th homer, his 56th RBI. Then Josh Naylor walked, followed by Oscar Gonzalez with a big double, and then Owen Miller came to the plate. The pitch, a swing and a high drive into medium deep center. This will tie it up. Catch made by Pache. He'll throw to third. Tagging and scoring is Mercado. Everybody else stays put. And Owen Miller with another great at bat. On a sack fly to center. We are tied at two. And then with the bases loaded, bottom of the ninth, tie game at two, Luke Maley stood in. And Maley, a swing and a high fly ball. Medium deep right. Laureano's there. He grabs it. Here's Gonzalez. The throw to the plate. Game is over. He scores standing. It was fairly close at the plate, and Gonzalez, for some reason, didn't slide. But it's still a celebration. Midway between home plate and first, and the Guardians with their second walk-off win of the year on Luke Bailey's sacrifice fly to medium deep right. What a wild night at the ballpark on Friday night. Stay with us. When we come back, we will visit with Andres Jimenez. That's next as we continue on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Progressive knows that most people don't get to experience making a game-winning touchdown or a walk-off home run. So we're going to talk to you like you did something great so you can bask in the glory. Oh, man, I was there. That time that you bundled your home, auto, motorcycle, and other vehicles with Progressive? That was awesome. People were freaking out. I bet you get this all the time, but can I get an autograph? If you can't bask in sports glory, at least you can bask in the glory of saving money when you bundle your home and other vehicles with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. 
Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Wells from the set, the 1-0 pitch, and it swung in and hit high and deep and way out of here to right. Andre Jimenez with a tape measure job that may have landed on Utah Street. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Andre Jimenez has had just a tremendous season batting over 300 much of the year as another hot stretch of the plate continues. We had a chance to catch up with him and talk about getting through those ups and downs as a hitter in a long season. And bear in mind, we do have some translation help along the way from our good buddy, Augie Rivero. Oh, I think the, the consistency that we are putting every single day in the, in the work before the game, I think that that's a big key, you know, stay Stay confident, stay trusting in what you're doing, your plan, and you know, try to be consistent in all the aspects of the game. And how important is it for you, if you do struggle for a game or two or a week, to stay with that plan and not veer from it too much? You have to really trust the process. You know, sometimes you don't get the results that you want, but you have to be trusting what you're doing is going to give you the results. Either it's a one game or two games or a week that you get the results, but trusting the process is going to get you. Um, following your routine is going to get you there. Did it take you a long time as a professional player and, and now as a major leaguer to get to that point where you can trust that? Yeah, it clearly has been a challenge. I don't feel I'm fully, fully there, but uh, like everything is a challenge and you have to face it day to day and see how can you adjust and learn from it. Andres Jimenez joining us along with Agui Rivero for some uh, translation help. Andres, you hit couple of long home runs a really long one on saturday in baltimore it ends up uh, on utah street which is a big deal to them uh, did you realize that that was that big a deal and, and they would put it kind of a, a paver down to signify how far it went no la verdad no yo la verdad bueno después fue que terminó el juego in reality i didn't know about it during the game after the game a lot of people from venezuela started contacting me back and, and telling me what the importance of that and in the following days some people from the team told me the importance and showed me the different plagues are in that area and then I just did a little research and I realized how important that is. So I'm really excited that down in the future my family will be able to, to see the plague of that particular AB. And there are two plaques out there for, as Drupal Cabrera, a fellow countryman. I, I know you mentioned you had not met him until uh, you had a chance to go to Major League Camp with the Mets. And um, how helpful was he? And, and did he, at the time of the trade here, did he have anything to say about, about your time here and what it might be like? Oh, it's very important. We, we keep it contact every uh, every uh, no, every once in a while and uh, when I get ready he just you know tell me about the good things to play here in Cleveland about the organization about everything here now uh, it's been very helpful for me and it was uh, he helped me a lot on defense and all the aspect of the game you know, the short time that we got on spring training so he's been helpful with, for me Andres thanks for coming by no, no problem. thank you Augie thank you as always thank you guys that's Andres Jimenez quite a season he has going for the Guardians. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll visit with Richie Palacios 
and Connor Pilkington. That's next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jim Rosenau is back with you on Guardians Weekly. Thanks so much for joining us for Baseball Talk on the radio as we get you ready for baseball action on a Saturday afternoon with the Guardians taking on the Oakland Athletics at 410 on Aaron Savali Bobblehead Day here at the ballpark. Richie Palacios has been up and back a couple of times between Columbus and the big club. He's in his rookie major league season, and he has shown to be a real consistent hitter so far in his young major league career, hitting close to 300 most of the time he's been with the big club. Well, on Thursday night in the win over Oakland, he came through as a pinch hitter in the eighth inning with a two-run double that proved to be a key in a four-run uprising that led to the win. And when we visited with him on Friday, he talked about staying ready even when he's not in the starting lineup so that when his name is called in those late-game situations, he's good to go. Uh, for me, it's just paying attention to the game, um, watching uh, the relievers, studying them, knowing what they have, um, and then being able to watch the game and see how they're uh, pitching the other guys. So when I have that all planned set up, it's um, I have a good good chance at uh, putting a good swing on it. And the at-bat last night, uh, you get to two strikes, and it, it, you could see you changed your approach a little bit. Explain how that works as, as you get deep into at, deeper into an at-bat and what you're trying to do. Yeah, with two strikes, I'm just trying to put a um, put the bat on the ball, put the bat on the ball, put a good swing on it. Obviously, especially with runners in scoring position, we're trying to get those runners in um, if I get a good pitch. So for me, it's just being able to shorten up and, and get the next guy up. And that inning just seemed to take off, and, and good things just kept on happening. Uh, what's it like on the field, in the dugout, as your teammates start to deliver and then you can be a part of that? Yeah, we're all just pushing for each other. We're all confident. Uh, we know that we can score at any time, and especially even if we're down late, or tie late, we know that we have the offensive score there. So we're just uh, pushing each other to have continue to have good at-bats. And when we have quality at-bats, good things happen. And a, a lot of young players, a lot of uh, maybe teammates formerly in the minor leagues, now teammates here. Does that make it a little more fun when, when it's familiar faces getting it done? Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't matter who it is. Um, it's always exciting for whoever's uh, coming coming to success. But obviously, yeah, Quan and Gonzo, those are good friends. So, I mean, it's always good to see any, anyone succeed out there. Richie Palacios joining us, Guardians outfielder. Richie, you've been up and back a little bit in the early season, and sometimes that's not easy, but you seem to have a, a real even keel uh, to the way you go about things. And uh, Where does that come from, and how important is that as you're trying to make your way and be consistent up here? I'm um, just trying to get take advantage of each opportunity I get wherever that is and whenever that is. Um, so that's been my approach in my life and my career, um, just being able to, to be successful in, in whatever opportunity you get um, and that and that helps me um, help the team win and whatever that be, may be. So I'm just excited to be here and, and excited to continue to do whatever I can to help the team win. Oh, nice going last night in a tough spot. Not easy to pinch hit in a major league game, and you got it done. Thanks a lot for coming by. Thank you, my guy. Appreciate it. That's outfielder Richie Palacios, one of 
so many young players on this ball club. A, a slew of rookies have made their major league debuts, including Connor Pilkington on the mound, and he's now been in the rotation with the injury to Aaron Savali, and uh, he's had back-to-back solid outings, battled through his most recent outing against Oakland on Thursday night, and he says he's feeling more confident with each start at the major league level. Uh, yeah, so... Uh... I've been able to utilize my pitches a lot more in these past couple of outings. I uh, figured out what kind of works best for me and what my strengths are. Um, you know, we work in day and day. I'm trying to, you know, sharpen my pitches and stuff like that. But I think I found uh, what my strengths are, and I'll be able to, you know, take that with the other opponents' uh, weaknesses. So, and I know you had mentioned um, just trying to pound that strike zone and realizing that your stuff was good enough to play up here. How long did that take to, to realize that, hey, my, my stuff's good enough to get major league hitters out? Um, you know, I just try to pound the strike zone at all times. I mean, nobody wants to go up there and try to throw balls. You know, I, I try to pound the strike zone as much as I can um, while making competitive pitches. And, you know, I just kind of, when the ball leaves my hand, I just kind of let it do what it needs to do. So, When you look back at uh, really since the winter time. And where you've come, and, and what seems like a short period of time, to, have you had a chance to reflect on that, and, and how quickly things seem to have happened here for you? Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I stayed ready throughout the off season. You know, and whenever you know I got that text message or phone call, whenever the uh, lockout ended, I was I was ready to go and ready to get back out there. But yeah, I'm really happy with how things are going this year, and um, you know, like I said, I just kind of compete on the mound as best as I can. So. Connor Pilkington joining us, and uh, Connor, you, you had a, the good fortune of to pitch your college ball at Mississippi State, and and uh, for folks up this way, there's major college baseball for sure. There's some really good programs in the state of Ohio, but I feel like that's one of those gems in the country of, of places to be able to play college baseball. And what is it about Mississippi State that that really sets it apart and makes it special? Well, the fans, uh, the fans of Mississippi State are nonetheless uh, they are just absolutely incredible. Uh, the atmosphere that they create at Duty Noble Field is just one of a kind. Um, you know, being fortunate to be able to play there for three years. Uh, just an amazing time that I had at Mississippi State. Uh, the fans make that place the, the way it is. And you're the Friday night starter, so you're getting the big games uh, throughout the conference schedule. And uh, can you can you describe what a Friday night there is like? What when you take the mound, what that was like? Oh, it's crazy. You know, that place is, they they pack it out all the time. I don't know how many fans we get an eye. I know it's 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 a lot, but um, you know, the place is kind of. It's big, but the fans are kind of on top of you at the same time. So, you know, everybody in the ballpark has your back. And with the atmosphere that they create, you know, it makes it a lot of fun being out there on the mound competing. And as someone who grew up in this state, what did it mean to you to eventually be able to, to pitch there as someone who grew up and joined the game? It means the world to me. i uh, be able to, you know, pitch at my home state, uh, Mississippi. Uh, and, you know, Starkville's only like three and a half hours away from my house. So whenever I needed to come home or family needed to come see me, um, they were able to, um, I didn't, you know, I didn't have to travel across the nation to be able to uh, play baseball. You know, I was very, um, I was very lucky on that end. Uh, but be able to play in my home state was everything to me. And circling back to your time here, uh, you're in a great rotation. And uh, how much have you been able to learn as a young guy, at, uh, as the youngest in the rotation, experience-wise, uh, from the others who have been through it before? Uh, I'm, I learn more stuff every every single day with these guys, man. They're doing an awesome job, you know, being able to welcome me in. And, you know, I'm, I, I look up to every single one of them, um, you know, the pitchers and the catchers and everybody out in the field and everything, you know, with the other four guys in rotation, you know, including Savali. I, 
I, you know, I, I really look up to those guys, and I'm, you know, I'm fortunate enough to be able to get tossed in there and be able to compete at the highest level of baseball. So, well, it's been going well. Thanks a lot for coming by. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's Connor Pilkington, who has been a, a real key filling in for Aaron Savali in the starting rotation. It doesn't seem like the rotation has missed a beat, quite frankly, and uh, he keeps rolling right along as well. Stay with us when we come back. It's our final segment. We'll hear from Rob Serfolio, the minor league report. That's coming up next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Progressive knows that most people don't get to experience making a game-winning touchdown or a walk-off home run. So we're going to talk to you like you did something great so you can bask in the glory. No way. Is it really you? You're the one who bundled their home, auto, RV, and other vehicles with Progressive, right? Hold on. Let me grab my friends. Hey, guys, check it out. It's the one who saved the money. If you can't bask in sports glory, at least you can bask in the glory of saving money when you bundle your home and other vehicles with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you for our final segment from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Each week we visit with Rob Serfolio, the Guardians Director of Player Development, and he was just up the road at Lake County recently with the High A Ball Club, and he talks about the convenience of having that team and really most of the system fairly close to the big league team here in Cleveland. I think it's actually an advantage for us across all of our levels for our players first, and then obviously for the group here in Cleveland to be able to provide resources, but Lake County, Akron, Columbus, three teams within a two-hour drive. So not only does it have its advantages at the AAA to Major League level with a lot of transactions going on, but almost all of our high-A players are actually living in downtown Cleveland or around the area. So opportunity to get to see some of the the places to eat and waking up in in certain apartments that they might stay at when they're a major leaguer. So I think there's some advantages for us in that sense. They get accustomed to the city. And, and obviously I love the fact that I can drive 20 minutes and, and go see uh, some of our staff and players and have to make sure my wife's always all right with, with making the trips. But it, I think it just globally, it's a huge advantage for us. So, And one of the young pitchers who's no longer there because of how well he had been doing is Gavin Williams, uh, first round pick a year ago. The numbers speak for themselves, but I know you look deeper than that when you're deciding when's the right time to move somebody, and, and what did he do to get that promotion to double-A? Yeah, I think you touched on one of the first parts of the equation, which is handling the competition, and Gavin came to us with electric stuff out of East Carolina, and we've continued to try and pull some additional levers to just refine what he already does really well and additionally try and amplify some of his secondary stuff on top of that and he went out there and really absolutely dominated from a competition standpoint but I think a lot of the things off the field too whenever you get a guy from the college ranks that goes really I mean we challenged him sending him straight to high a a little bit atypical of a route for some but 
learning how to adapt to a pro routine of playing every day and for him pitching every five or six days, which is not what you do in college. So a lot of the routines and the consistency and taking care of his body and um, we're certainly not at the finish line. That happens when we see guys out here in Cleveland and they're doing the types of thing that we saw Shane Bieber and, and other guys that have had a lot of success from an off field standpoint. We've seen Gavin really kind of start to take ownership of some of those things. And that on top of really handling the competition level is a little bit of our framework for kind of knowing when we're ready for the next step. And so, like I said, we're not at the finish line yet, but it was cool to see Gavin continue to just get more and more exposure and, and do a lot of those things the right way. A pitcher you tipped us off to a kind of a, a sleeper guy early in the season who may not be anymore because of how well he has done is Tanner Bybee. Uh, his last start, again, uh, approaching uh, the upper 90s with his hard stuff. Uh, what else is there besides just that? Everyone looks at the radar gun, but obviously to, to have success, you need more. And, and what's he doing to, to really pitch deep into games now? Yeah, I mean, similar to Gavin, another guy that throws strikes and his arsenal when we got him had a lot of a lot of features and characteristics that we were excited about. And, and Tanner's a kid that from the second he got to us last summer after the draft – Really was just all about getting better, uh, learning about like the, you know, the minutia of his delivery and how that impacts how the ball is coming out of his hand. And so, I think he's really been open and receptive to coaching information. Uh, he had a lot of success as a college pitcher, and I think it's cool when you see guys come in that are looking to take that additional next step for development. Huge credit to our pitching group again. I mean, you'll hear that theme over and over with a lot of the guys. When you take as many pitchers as we did last year in the draft, they've done a tremendous job, and Tanner's a great example of this. He obviously can throw hard, like you said, but he can spin the baseball and, and really throw multiple secondary offerings that we think has a chance to handle both lefties and righties and that on top of strike throwing, and he's a great competitor. and similar to Gavin. I mean, a guy that's doing the right things off the field that's going to lead to more and more opportunities. So uh, another young pitcher we're really excited about. Angel Martinez is one of the position players that I know you've been impressed with so far. And, and what's this infielder doing that's, uh, that's really had you optimistic? Yeah, Angel, first off, great kid, super mature for a young 21-year-old, 20, I think, in high A. And he's been playing short, second, third. You'll see that's a common developmental approach that we take with with our young infielders one because we have a lot of them and it's we want to provide shortstop reps for as many guys as we possibly can and we think it teaches them like versatility different reads off the bat different spins of the baseball like different types of timing and plays that are required at all three of those so um, to Angel's credit he's bounced around and, and done a really good job continuing to progress on some of the throwing that we've been working on with him and I think you look at his career line offensively and he has hit everywhere he's gone and he's continued to do that here in Lake County while also, you know, putting the putting the bat on the baseball consistently. So a lot of hard contact and he's hitting balls in productive angles and I think that's why you're seeing him have some success that he is. John Kenzie Noel is a familiar name from Major League Spring Training, had a, his first chance there for a little bit this spring. Uh, it seems like he's had some ups and downs in the, the first two months of the minor league season. And what's happening there with John Kenzie? How's he coming along? Another guy that we're teaching versatility to. So I think third baseman, first baseman by trait. If you look at his last two weeks, he's actually played almost all outfield. So on top of 
him trying to perform offensively to like this ridiculous bar that he set last year in Lynchburg where he's hitting a home run almost every night. I think you've seen him against a tick more impressive competition night to night while also learning a new position. Um, kind of been like slow arrow up all year with him and we're seeing more and more of like hard contact consistently. He obviously just has some of the best power in in our entire system and in all of minor league baseball and um, he's just continuing to get better and adjust to the level and I think a guy that similar to some of the pitchers we touched on will likely see get challenged as the year goes on and um, to his credit learning a completely new position in the outfield really for the first time in his career he's come out there with a positive attitude and um, really just understands part of the why behind that and again huge credit to our group out there with Greg Desenzo and and the guys that are working with him every day just add a piece of versatility to his game because we know how exciting his bat is and uh, to John Kenzie's credit he showed up with with a good attitude and, and work ethic every day on top of that. And another high round draft pick recent is Petey Halpin and uh, you're mentioning it maybe first time in, in his career, whether it's amateur or pro level, that he's had some tough times. And how's he dealing with that and getting better at the same time? Yeah, so a high school kid that was a third rounder in the in the COVID draft in 2020. And you see this sometimes with kids that are as talented as Petey, where he obviously was one of the best players on every high school or travel team he's he's ever been on. And then last year in, in Lynchburg, despite being one of the youngest kids in the league, really did a good job and um, performed at a high level. And like we talked about this with Bo Naylor and some of the other young guys that we've challenged at a level, that's probably one plus what you would typically see someone of his age level. And um, we're seeing Petey like go through some, some bumps in the road for the first time and in his, in his career really. And, and chatting with him, you know, last week, just reassuring that we're working on the right things and, he's going about his work in the right way and, and we're excited and kind of just putting faith and trust into that over time. He keeps continuing to do the things that he's doing that, that we're going to see some of the fruits of those labor come through. So young kid uh, in, in a level that not many are at, at his age that is working every day and, and we feel like he's working on the right things and we hope to see some of the, the production show through here in the second half of the season. And we'll close with this. Uh, you've had the four full-season teams going for a while now. You added more baseball. The, the rookie ball teams are going both in Arizona and in the Dominican Republic. Um, how exciting has the first week there been as you see these guys on the field for the first time? Really exciting. And, you know, we've got new staff members. So we got a new manager in Arizona who got his first win as a manager and new hitting coach. And, you know, they're dumping water on the guys. And so it's fun in that sense. And, and like you said, just opportunity to – to add more baseball throughout the organization. I mean, these kids and staff have been really since the end of spring training continuing to play in more of like a practice game setting. And over the last month, that's become a little bit more formal through extended spring training. And and now they get to go out there and start their own season for 60 games over uh, the next couple months. And so we have a ton of, of young, talented, and exciting players that are now getting out there to to go play five or six times a week and, and really get their their feet wet for the first time as a professional. So really exciting, and uh, I can't wait to get back down to the Dominican in, in August and in Arizona as well towards the back end of July. So um, exciting time whenever you can add three more three more games of baseball on top of the four, 
full season affiliate groups. So well, enjoy it. I know you do. And uh, safe travels. Thanks, Rob. Thank you for having me as always. Appreciate it. That's Rob Serfolio, the Guardians Director of Player Development. And that's going to do it for this week's edition of Guardians Weekly. Thanks, as always, to Brian Motze for his help in putting together our show. Until next week, when we join you from Los Angeles and Dodger Stadium, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. 